Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May, and this is an episode called Self-Regulation. And it's all about becoming the expert on you because there is an optimal range of functioning that we want to stay within. And when we get tipped in a direction that is either too low or too high, like too sluggish and depressed or too hyper and overwhelmed, it's just like kind of like a dial, you know, like in in your house, like a thermostat. It's, there's a dial that kind of like will turn it up or turn it down. And this is just an invitation for us to become more deliberate about that regulation. So if there's too much coming in, if you're feeling your heart's pounding, you're too overwhelmed or agitated, in that moment, that is something that we can just be good about taking note of and altering our focus and altering kind of what we are mentally focusing on, what our eyes are focusing on, and recalibrating our bodies. Why? Because the truth is, everything can and will be simple. Everything can and will be calm. Because everything will happen one minute, followed by another minute, followed by another minute. And I don't mean that like, you know, you're not going to have fights in your life, or you're not going to be doing a something that requires a lot of energy. I just mean like when we are using all of ourselves, when all of us is in the room, we can have a presence of mind and a fluency that allows it to feel much more like a dance. And it also is much less taxing on our, our well-being. So this is just like to make that top of mind, to make that fact uh, something that becomes a kind of constant habit throughout your day. It's just like, do I need to regulate? Do I need to turn the dial a little down and come back to the calmness? Because 
the chaos, the sense of chaos or overwhelm we might feel at any given time, that's like an inner climate. And oftentimes it's an old energetic set point that we can get kind of, I don't know, in the groove of, or we get addicted to feeling that way in these specific kinds of situations. And we just kind of fall into them unconsciously. So remember, you are the keeper and creator of your climate. And we have to remember to reset it, to curate it, and to teach our body to regulate and calm down and um, stay in that, that kind of locus of control. And so um, let's say, you know, your life is up in the air in some way. Like there's lots of, lots of major factors, lots of uncertainty, maybe major roles in your life are going to change, major might be's. Never forget how much can change in a single day. And so that big thing you're anticipating that you're living through all these scenarios around, it could completely vanish. It could be undone. It could be totally different tomorrow. Their plans could change. Your plans could change. The world's plans could change. The world could decide you're no longer going to be doing XYZ because no one's doing XYZ. Or that person you were going to XYZ place with has had a life-altering change and they're not going to anymore. Everything, my point is not to freak you out by that. I'm just saying everything always changes and it often changes very quickly. And so to fret about hypotheticals is just wasted energy. It's all in theory. Anything that is not right now is in theory. Unless you're experiencing something right now, it's all hypothetical. It's all a maybe. So just weigh that if you are forcing your body to live through basically, you know, a Jurassic Park movie ride at Universal Studios all about finances or whatever it is, you know? I can't tell you how many major futures I have planned for and then it all changes and goes away. And you just have to approach all everything like that with that in in your awareness. And just know like that is that is non-attachment. I it, that is the nature of life. There are constantly a million different possible futures and that is at the very least, entertaining. It's fun to see which rides are going to go on. And the best thing we can do is prepare to be our best and know that that is enough. And rumination and fear forecasting are not the same as preparation. So we just need to accept that not everything is in our power and let go of a need to control an outcome by accepting and really embracing the fact that it's not our job to solve for the future. It's not our job to be psychic. It's not our job to predict everything that will happen. And really just work with making today and the present as great and as enjoyable as it possibly can be. And um, also just approaching it with the right energy, you know? What I want to encourage is that we become the masters of our own rhythms and the cadence of our own lives in a way that allows us to stay stable and strong. So just begin to really frame in your mind all of the things that make you feel great, make you feel relaxed, make you feel good at what you do, are all of your little tools that go in your tool belt. I also want to call out that when um, this is take take what helps from what I'm about to say and leave the rest. But 
when I was a young adult, at the beginning of doing a lot of the self-work that desperately needed to be done, I was looking for help constantly. I was constantly like looking for a professional, a medical professional, a therapist, a specialist. Um, and I was constantly asking these people to fix me. I was, I would go to the, a person and say like, I have this problem. All of these things are wrong in my life. I have this terrible habit. It's probably because of this awful history. What should I do to solve it? And what happens is if you do a lot of work like that, you get into a habit of focusing on what's wrong with you and how other people can fix you. And so it becomes a kind of go-to um, groove of like, oh, all these things are wrong with me and I can't fix it. All these things are happening in my life and like, what do I do? I'm always going to be broken. It's like we const- we get in this rhythm of thinking that there's something that needs to be fixed. And so we're telling other people, there's there are things wrong with me. I What that did was it prevented me from actually being able to trust myself and use tools that I innately could figure out were good for me. And I like sometimes I would have a deep sense in my gut, you know, that I had like this this way that I could soothe myself or help myself. And I kept thinking like, I can't trust me. I haven't been trustworthy in the past. I should do what everyone else thinks. And what I want to say to you now is you can begin to build that expertise, that repertoire, that focus on you and your instincts being spot on. Because I would say most of the time, if we have that inkling of like, I don't know, I think this might help me, a lot of those are really solid instincts because they're coming from a a deeper place of personal wisdom. And I mean, a lot of the time it's like, I don't know, for some reason I think this thing will help me if I start to do this thing. And maybe it's not, you know, an orthodox practice, you know, maybe it's like, like I remember Shrek 2 was super therapeutic for me to have on a loop on my TV set when I was alone. I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. Hundreds, hundreds. That is not something I would ever get prescribed, but like it was, I think you have to listen to ourselves and and I want you to think of yourself as the expert on regulating you and to to be able to own that mastery and say like, huh, you know what? I am feeling myself super heightened. I think what I need to do is do like a lot of uh, jumping jacks outside, like stuff like that, you know? And major disclaimer, important disclaimer, if you have a history of psychosis or mania or, you know, a situation where your doctor has told you a very specific thing that you need to do or not do, listen to your doctor and ignore me because this is not coming from a, I'm not a doctor. I don't have medical training. This is just based on my personal experience, um, having become a person that feels very capable about regulating myself. So not for everyone, but I do think you have to think of yourself as an expert on treating yourself in your everyday life. So in other words, I think what we need to do is keep trying things on for size and know that the goal for you is to sense into what helps you soothe best. And sometimes those things won't be typical. Like, you know, for some people, certain things will help regulate them that might depress other people. So when we look for solves externally, I think we are looking 
in this like, it's got to come from outside of me because I don't trust me. That's that old um, stance that we have to kind of teach ourselves to, to deliberately grow out of. And, and by looking inward and listening inward and asking, uh, what do I need to do for me right now? You know, that energy of hunting and that bottomless pit seeking energy, that's for me a clue that I need to turn back inward and, and listen and say like, what does me need right now? And I think at the beginning of a healing process, curating those tools, it will feel like nothing works because there's so much dysregulation and there's so much inner chaos. I remember feeling constantly groundless and chaotic, like there, I had no self-control. And so if that feels like true for you, it could be undealt with trauma. Um, definitely need a therapist or some form of therapy to help with that. And in other words, if you are unable to have a consistent experience, in other words, where you can find your uh, able to enact things and trust yourself in the inaction of those things, um, then I think you can learn how to regulate. If you are unpredictable to yourself, like I remember not being able to predict what I would do. I was like, I have no idea if I'm going to do this. I have no idea because I don't trust myself. That I think you really need a therapist to work on. So um, what I want for this episode to talk about is to look at your vantage point. Look at, a, look at your life from the vantage point of how things feel when you allow them to affect your body. And based on that... See if you want to design your life differently or change your relationship to whatever is entering your body. And by that, I mean your focus, your relationships, your job, your activities. We can change everything in our life by simply changing how we respond to it or how we frame it. So for example, let's say your day involves ingesting a lot of stress and pain and maybe your life could change dramatically and be a completely great life if you simply removed the source of the stress and the pain. And I mean, I mean, that could be as simple as like, you're in the wrong job. And I know like for a lot of people, that's not flexible. So when it comes to things we cannot affect, it's a totally different story. So if that sounds like you, I will add that we can teach our nervous systems to calm down and respond to arousal. And I don't mean like boners. I mean, when we feel heightened, threatened, triggered, we can help ourselves to calm down and kind of, I would call it, look through a pane of glass at the rest of the situ- situation that's surrounding us. So in, in a moment-to-moment way, what that looks like is you start to notice your heart is beating quickly. You start to feel that kind of like pent-up, uh, urgency in your body. And a way to visualize this is like, if you think about ducks, if you've seen ducks, they get in a fight, they get, uh, they do this thing where they flap their wings and they like, quack, 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 quack. They, they make a physical move to get the energy of the fight out of their bodies. And we have to do the same thing. We have to give the energy an exit. And so for me, I often do a lot of walking around the block. I do a lot of handstands um, 
with the door closed, a lot of yoga breath work, but you can feel that, that triggered state. It has to get out of your body and you kind of have to hit a reset in the moments you're noticing your body start to heighten. So past that, I wanted to give you some tools for learning to self-regulate and also not judge whatever it is you need at a given time. So first I wanted to hand you a frame to place around all the ingredients in your life. You can think of everything around you as having medicinal value. And by that I mean like it, it can have meds effects, like the effects of meds on your body and your brain. So people, activities, outfits, environments, content, uh, the weather. And so I want you to just become aware of how those things affect your psyche and affect your, your being. For example, rain and the sound of rain to me is like the most calming, delightful medicine. And cooking is also like a very healing medicine. These are things that I do, well, rain, if I could make it rain all the time, it'd be great, but cooking I do all the time as just like a, almost like a meditation. And we are all like these little ecosystems and we self-regulate to keep that ecosystem balanced. And so we need to like make sure this little terrarium is calm and nice. And it all starts with just awareness and the in intention to do so. And, and oftentimes that means sometimes we need to remove something from our plate when it is um, taxing that ecosystem. And just if it's freaking you out to consider that, remember everything happens a little bit at a time, not all at once. Any major change in your life happens one little step at a time. It doesn't happen all at once. You, you start to consider something and you start to research it and then you start to put feelers out and then you start to decide what you want to do and then you start to take steps to enact that thing. So anyway, with that, here are some tools. Before I go into the tools, uh, a brief word from our sponsors. Okay, the first tool, look at what needs your focus. So if you feel like you are a person gets very overwhelmed and gets uh, chaotic where you're going in 10 different directions at once, where your focus goes, your body goes. It should only be one thing at a time. So if you're feeling like you don't know where to start, just become aware of where your physical body is pointed. And remember, whatever is not in front of you, whatever you are not currently pointed at, does not need your focus. And this is especially important for if you're dashing back and forth to this thing and that thing, just do one thing at a time. And once you're done with that one thing, move on to the next thing and do it all in a non-hurried manner. Unless your hurry is feeling like a dance, then I would say it's the wrong energy behind the action. It's, it's unnecessary. It's not that it's not like okay to hurry. It's just like, it's not very good for your body and it's totally optional. The thing will be completed in the exact same amount of time if you bring a calm energy to it. All right, next tool, everything happens one thing at a time. So this is just more than anything a mantra. 
just remember whatever is on your mind is on your plate is like in the future it's not happening all at once each moment of your day you will only move through a single minute at a time so reduce down whatever ingredients you are letting in to this moment right now to only what is relevant to this moment right now. And if you are a person who's like looking down a tunnel and you're imagining future moments in the worst possible form, just disengage. Because I will remind you, that is all irrational. Things will likely be very different and all of the factors will be much simpler than what you are imagining. All of that is a hallucination that is just causing your body to go on a Jurassic Park ride of finances or some other terrible thing. All right. The next tool is called set it and forget it or set the goal and let go. If you have a goal in mind, you have set an internal process in motion and you have basically already accepted what the truth is for you right now. And outside of that, the only thing you have to do will be one moment at a time. So if, if you start to feel like overwhelmed or, ang- or anxious around whether, the, whether a thing is going to happen, just remember, the only thing I have to do is set a genuine intention. And then the rest is not up to me. The only thing I have to do is continue to respect that intention and do my part And the rest is not up to me. It is literally already decided whether or not that thing will be. All I can really affect is being my best self, my most calm, effective self in this moment right now and bring that energy to what needs to be done right now. That's the only thing you have power over. So you've set the goal. You know what you want. Let go. Just do what you need to do in this present moment. All right, next tool is called be a duck. (laughs) In other words, create the exit point for your stress and anxiety. How does, you can think of it as like electricity, you know, how does it leave your body? What is the exit point going to be? We have to allow it to burn off in some way. And maybe that's by just shaking it out. You know, maybe that's by getting pressure on our physical body, like putting heavy objects on our body, or maybe that's yoga poses that allow it to flow outward. Um, Let's just try it right now. Try shaking like a duck. (laughs) I'm going to make lots of noise if I do it. I'll do it anyway. It's, it feels kind of good. And maybe that's like, you know, not enough for me. It's also breathing like slow, even deep, deep breaths through the nose. But just like, remember, we are all animals. Like we have the still all of the, the chemistry that involves like needing to release energy, needing to calm ourselves, needing to have pressure, all of those things, that feedback is immensely healing. Um, so be silly about it and don't overthink it. Like t- you can tune in, like what does my body need from me right now to help it regulate? Um, I know for a lot of people also temperature is very grounding. So cold, ultra cold um, temperatures, also drinking very cold water, all of those things. Hot baths is a no duh. All right, the next tool, get right with you. 
I think a lot of what we do when we hide from things that are stressful in our lives is we create this feeling like, um, I can't trust me. I can't even look inward. I can't deal. There's too much. It's like this like amorphous, vague feeling of fear and anxiety that just kind of lives in our body. And we feel like it's us. Like we, we start to internalize this belief that we are not solved yet, that we have skeletons in our closet, um, that we can't deal with stuff because they're too overwhelming. And in reality, the things that we have kind of ignored are very simple and solvable and more than anything, just like kind of boring and uneventful. But it's just the act of avoiding them that gives us a feeling of chaos, overwhelm, unsolvable. So what I wanted to invite you or challenge you to journal on is this idea of how am I not being on the level with myself? Like what is something that deserves attention that has not gotten it in my life? Like what are the unfinished hanging threads in the back of your psyche. And this is just an opportunity to like clean your house, you know, clean the storage unit of your brain. And maybe there's nothing. But the reason I'm inviting you to think of this is when we can shore up all of those things, we feel light. Like we have a clean plate and we feel clean. We feel transparent. We have this like sense of relief with ourselves and we bring that to our energy that we present to the world, you know? For example, maybe that's a bill that you haven't paid or it's an email response that you didn't write or it's a series of doctor appointments that you need to make or, you know, a looming storage unit literally (laughs) that you have to clean out. I'm not asking you to complete all of those things at once. I'm just asking you to make a clear inventory and make them conscious and make that a present-minded task so you can change your relationship to those things. And so they don't just sit in the back of you, you know? Because when we can see what they are and set a goal related to those things, we feel comforted. It's like, ah, I know I'm regulated. I know my life is regulated. I'm not overwhelmed by all of this information. I know the order by which it needs to be done. And some of it might not be done for decades, you know, like for example, um, I want to clean out my garage and that is something I want to do a one donation a month. And just, I set a recurring date and I have a pile that I add to in my basement. Same goes for whatever items you have on your list. They don't have to be filled with the energy of chaos and pain. The goal is just to be right with you and have nothing sitting on your conscience so you can have less mental clutter. And if that tool triggers you to feel more overwhelmed, then please delete it from your memory. All right, the next tool is called Get It Out. So this is like a barf. in the form of pen and paper. All the buildup in our minds is often just stuff that needs to be processed and exercised. So the best way to do that is just to vent it. And if you can't vent it to another person, I think it's really therapeutic to just write it in your journal. So here are a couple of journal prompts to try out. The first prompt, 
what are you angry about? Like literally what is bugging you? And you can just get out all the petty things, all the annoyances, big or small or random or nonsensical. Just get it out of your brain. Get it out of your psyche. Prompt number two. What are you afraid of or worried about? And this is writing all the impossible things, all the small silly things, all the things you're embarrassed to be worried about, anything. Prompt number three. This is just a version of these words. I invite you to write an acceptance. So I accept all of these feelings and I am okay feeling these things. And remind yourself, I am okay in this moment today, right now. In this actual moment, I am fine. Everything is fine. And last, I want you to ask, what is the next thing I need to do to move through my life. Is that self-care or is it an action that is following out of one of those things on your list? All right, the next tool is called everything happens in an organic manner or the truth is familiar. So this is for overwhelm when you have a feeling of stress around what is to come. As you move through life, there is very little resistance If you are just simply taking in what needs to happen and honoring the truth and the path will reveal itself to you. And all you have to do is recognize that it is right. Like whatever those steps are as correct. And what I mean by that is you don't have to invent the truth because it already exists. You don't have to solve for all of the eventual things that are meant to happen. You, when you see the right answer, All you have to do is recognize it and say, yep, that's it. And so anything that feels really overwhelming or super, you know, impossible, like, you know, whether or not you're going to find the right job or whether or not you're going to have the right relationship or what you should do in your relationship, know that when you see the truth, you will recognize it as the truth. It'll, it'll feel familiar, you know, it'll resonate. It'll ring a bell. So when you find the right job for you, you'll say, yep, that's it. And when you know, you know, it's the right time for you to do something, you'll, you'll feel it and you'll say, mm-hmm, that's true. When you find the right partner, you'll be like, yep, that's the right one. And so when you start to tackle something that feels insurmountable, just remember your job is to move through time in the order of the events that need to take place. And you will recognize what needs to be done moment by moment, step by step, because there is a correct answer every single moment you move through. It's already written. So I say that just to to allow you to take comfort in that truth, because it's not up to you what is possible. That is, it already exists. It's already written. All right. The next tool is called the perfect spin. So I wanted to give you a visual that is somewhat, you know, it's a metaphor. Maybe it's memorable. <laughs> Maybe it's not. So when I was a kid, we ha- I made this swing out of an old hose, which is totally dangerous. Please don't do this. It's probably, you know, it, it could have broken at any time. I basically took a long hose. I strung it over a tree branch and it was so fun and so bouncy. I like tied a knot at the bottom of it. So it's like a long loop. 
And one thing we would do with this swing slash hose is like wind it up, coil it up, and then let go and spin on one toe. And it was so fun. We, it would make you spin so fast. And it was just so effortless if you just kept your core straight, you know, if you flexed your core very lightly. And that is the feeling, the good feeling of when you move through life and it's, even if it's a lot, even if it's, you're going through lots of things, it should feel like a light core flex. It, it feels effortless, balanced, like a dance. And you can still do a lot and it will feel fun and flowy. That is the energy of flow. And when we get off balance, like we our core is not lightly flexed, we're either chaotic, we're too hurried, we're ahead of ourselves, we're behind ourselves tripping on our own feet. We have to recognize that subtle um, off balanceness and take a step back. And, and just like when we're in that place of feeling empowered, we're in our locus of control. From here, we are present. We are um, healthy. We feel like I got this. We feel capable. So I, I'm describing this, this inner state of feeling to say, if you start to notice yourself getting off balance, the first thing you have to do is just stop, recognize it, acknowledge it, and recalibrate. Ask How can I restore my nervous system to that sense of empowerment, grace, and calm? Like, how do I come back to that unhurried, unemergency threat system POV of my life? Because when we're in that state of like complete presence, complete balance, we can do all the same stuff, but without that energy of fear, stress, dissociation. Like we can be in our body and smiling with our hearts beating at a regular pace. And from here, we do things better. So (laughs) go wind up that hose swing and keep your balance. (laughs) Um, I hope these are helpful. And before I close, I wanted to thank my latest sponsors, Julia. Thank you so very much for becoming a Patreon sponsor. Um, anyone out there who has the means, donations really help out that show. And if you don't have the means, I totally get it. Love, love, love to read the reviews on iTunes. Or if you could share it with somebody you think it could help, that is immensely um, helpful to me as well. So in closing, I wanted to say that when we take our reactivity out of the equation, life happens simply and somewhat gleefully. You know, it's in that it's ours to experience for ourselves in the moment. Like that is our gift. That is our, that is the fruit we get to enjoy of this lifetime of our labors, of all that we move through. So don't forget to have that. Don't forget to get that juice. So many metaphors, (laughs) the juice and the fruit. We want all of that. So to do that, we have to get to that place of gentle core strength, calm, unhurried and just having the intention of feeling good as we move through our lives because we can do all the same stuff we can do all the boring stuff all the stressful stuff all of the tedious stuff but if we can calibrate our bodies to be present and graceful as we move moment to moment we experience it in a totally different way so again i send you my love and don't forget to smile Thank you.
Speaking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.